You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. What's up, Mega Bowlers? Welcome to the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast. This is episode 22. Championship weekend is in the books, and it was kind of a sad ending to the championship weekend. But a champion has been crowned, and we actually have co champions which I will reveal here in a little bit. Um, We do have a fun episode planned for you guys. We're going to look back at the 2022 season and give you guys things that we would have done differently. We gave you guys our opinions, what you should do before the draft. But now we have our different opinions on what you shouldn't have done and what you should do now looking back. But before we get into that, we have Jake Smith joining the episode as well as Eric Barsh. Jake, Eric, how are you guys? How did Jake? I know you were in some fantasy playoffs. How'd that go for you? It's all messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think everybody's is. It's Everyone, a- mo- most people that were in championships had guys that went Monday night, so everyone's kind of, you know, waiting to hear back about how Hamlin's doing and you know what the NFL is going to do going forward. Um, so we're just kind of all waiting. Right. Yeah. There's, there's just no right way to handle this situation. There's no one way. It's just however the league mates, however the commissioners want to handle it. I think you just got to kind of roll with it. It's an unfortunate situation. We're all thinking about Hamlin and his family. Hopefully the guy pulls through. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's just no good one. There's just no, not one way to handle this. And we before we even started this episode, we have been talking about it for 15 minutes, debating what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And yeah, there's just so many different ways, unfortunately. Hopefully this is a situation that never ever happens again. It's definitely scary. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It definitely bothered me last night watching that. You know, we've seen injuries, you know, the Tua injury as of the last one that he just laid on the ground, you saw his fingers crumble up in a ball. Definitely scary, but yep. you know, when you see a, an NFL guy just drop the way he did and you see both teammates or both teams just circling around, you see the pure emotions of them like that. That one hits a little bit. You know, we were athletes at one time, you know how close you get with those guys. So yeah, definitely a little scary. Hopefully some good news comes out here in the near future. So yeah. But Megable, I made a decision today. I talked to um, both games that happened, the first place and the third place game. Um, So what we decided to do, because both teams, especially the first and second place game, both individuals had guys going from last night's game and it was going to be a close finish. We decided to crown co-champions and they're going to split the pot. Um, So Andrew Ferguson and Ben Binder are co-champions for season three. Congrats, guys. Um, they were going to join the episode, but they, you know, just stuff came up. So they've been on the episode the past two weeks. 
we've definitely loved having them on, getting to know them. Hopefully we will see you guys on the golf course this summer. And then for our third place, um, Tyler Pictanis uh, conceded to Jonah Curley. Tyler was down roughly 70 points. He still had three guys playing last night, but um, he, he saw kind of the reality on the wall that it would be kind of a big time uphill climb and he just conceded. So Jonah, you are, Jonah Curley finished at third place, followed by Tyler at fourth, and then Brett Adams at fifth, and Nate Wedig rounded off with sixth place. So definitely a fun, definitely a fun year. Um, obviously, it ended in a sad note, but overall, the season I thought was a ton of fun. Um, the playoffs a little bit more dramatic. I mean, we, I thought maybe we'd see one of the top four seeds finish, especially having that double round by, but. Hey, it's who's hot going to the playoffs. And both of these teams were hot going towards the end. So, yeah, I think that was a cool wrinkle, though, you added too with that first round of the playoffs being, you know, four teams playing against each other. Now, granted, I wasn't in any of those matchups, but it was still fun to see something like that because it seems like if you don't get a first or second round bye, you're really fighting an uphill battle, having to beat three other teams all in one week. But you know what? That's It's the Mega Bowl. It's not going to be easy to do, but it just made it more interesting. Right. Say. And Andrew is proof that you can escape that and go yep. to the championship and be a champion. I mean, he did it. So, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I made the playoffs. I didn't escape. Eric, your wife kicked you my butt. You did play my wife. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a brutal one. I knew I knew going into that matchup, Hillary was gonna spank spank me. <laughs> I probably shouldn't use those words. <laughs> but uh yeah, no. So I, I mean thank you to everybody. You know, before we get moving forward, I want to thank everybody for all the help. Eric, Jake, thanks for pushing me to do this podcast. It's definitely been fun doing this with you guys. Patrick Donovan for work, all that work you did on the website. I got so much good feedback from uh, Derek's Megable webpage. And then everybody that joined our podcast throughout the season, you know, we had Tim Stokes, the America's Funniest Home Video Guys guy. We had Tyler Carl from last season. Tyler Carl also helped us out in our preseason mock draft. We had Devin Kelvert, um, the guys in the playoffs that joined. We had Tyler and Alex Ames. Try. I know are we you had many... staking these guys. Or are you apologizing to them because everybody <laughs> that joined our podcast did terrible? Yes, that is very true. That they joined it. <laughs> yes, we were on a streak where I think the overall record was like two and twenty. That if you were had joined the Megable podcast, that was your record. So it was kind of a jinx at first. Uh, we put a lot of jinxes, a lot of bad spells on some individuals you look at our preseason rankings of the top 10 we had andy richard at number one and i don't think andy won more than three games so yeah we were kind of rough on people our apologies for that but i also want to thank yep. you guys for everybody that you know came on to the episode getting to know you guys and making it a little bit more fun anything I else can't wait first people next year yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I remember our first episode and I, Eric and Jake, I, I bet you guys remember sitting on the first episode, how tense we were. Um, we were nervous. It just, we weren't having our normal conversations and now it's just, we show up and we talk like, it's just, it's a lot of fun now that we've got the wrinkles out. I mean, we still have a long ways to go, but I definitely think this podcast has grown 
Um, and we've grown as podcasters throughout the year. I mean, we're 22 episodes in, so you know we better improve. Uh, Is that how many we've done? 22. Crazy, right? Oh my god! I think the reason why we're almost that blows my mind. I, I was thinking about this is, you know, that first podcast when we get on here and you start talking and you're just nervous as hell. But I feel like when we first started, we felt like we were talking to everybody else and not talking yeah. to each other. And the more right. that we started doing this, we realized we can just talk to each other, which is just the same as talking to everybody else. And right. it just makes it that much easier to, you're just sitting in a room with somebody, you know, and BS with them about whatever rankings or, you know, it's something we all enjoy. So, right. And we've, we've created characters throughout the year. You know, I'm the guy that my name's attached to it. Eric, you're just the 49ers guy with the mustache and your wife is very intelligent. And then there's Jake. Jake is the brains of the operation, the brains (laughs) of the operation, the guy that, you know, people like to pick on, but no, it's it's definitely fun, and I think Jake, you you enjoy that role. You know, everybody just jokes around about it, but they know sure that. They <laughs> well, maybe some of them don't. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's definitely been fun. Um, and I sent out an email today. I did say we will take a break. This will be the last podcast for roughly two months. We're gonna come back on March fifth. So right now we release all of our podcasts, the majority of our podcasts on Wednesday mornings, this starting March 5th, we will record on Sunday nights, release them on Mondays. And for at least the first three months, we'll talk only dynasty. And then later on in the summer, once the mega bowl starts, you know, coming up, we'll, we'll venture into some redraft talk, but yeah, it's going to be purely dynasty. We've gave you guys some previews the past couple of weeks. Um, and it's been fun and it's going to be a lot of fun this summer with dynasty talk. So, yeah, I would just like to add too. you know, we're not professionals at this, obviously. Um, but self, well, true, but you know, we enjoy talking dynasty and I think we're going to have a lot of content for that probably. But if anybody has anything else that they want us to talk about, or, you know, just our opinions on them, whether they be good opinions or really terrible ones, you know, text Derek or Jake or I or whatever, email us, call us and just say, Hey, you guys mind talking about that on here or whatever. Right. Just it's something, it's something else just for us to be, to, you know, to add into there. If you don't want to just listen to a rankings or a mock draft or a whatever, whatever kind of thing that we're doing that we're talking about, because we enjoy doing that, you know, bring up another topic to kind of break it up a little bit. Right. One thing I kind of, I guess I'm just bringing this up to you guys now but this is something I've always wanted to do is, you know, potentially covering drafts, whether it's a redraft or a dynasty draft, like we would be there covering it live, doing a podcast about it. And we could also do grades for a draft. You know, we could, if, if you, we do grades, especially dynasty, you know, based off your team needs, based off the trades you made, you know, up to this point or during the draft we've done, I've done this in my league. I've had, um, I think Beerfield Fantasy Folk or Beerfield Fantasy Podcast. They're a bigger podcast. They actually did it for two of my leagues that I'm in, and it was a lot of fun. Like they just completely blind, don't know any of the individuals. They I sent them over the teams, sent them over the draft board, what happened, um, team needs, the trades that had 
a lot of the trades that had happened up to that point and during the draft and they gave us draft grades and it, it was a ton of fun. There was a lot of chatter in my league. So if this is something that your league would be interested in having us, I, I know for me, I would definitely do it. I don't, I don't know about Eric and Jake, but I'm sure they would definitely do that too. It, it just would be something fun, you know? Yeah, you want something. me to come heckle you during your draft? Yeah. Glad to. So, Reach. I, yeah, if we, if we have to drive a long ways, that's probably not going to happen, but who knows, maybe. Maybe you can buy our hotel room and we'll be there. Buy us a beer. I wouldn't but, turn that down, probably. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. <laughs> the, wife's, the wife would probably want us, all three of them, all three wives would probably want us out of the house. They would, they would probably enjoy that more than we would. So yeah, most likely. But all right, do you guys want to get into looking back at the 2022 season? Things we we made mistakes on, things we would have done differently. What's the start? Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, I took Jonathan Taylor number one overall. I mean, I'm not gonna say. I wouldn't take him again, but I was really close to just being, you know, going out of the box and taking Justin Jefferson just to be different. Um, obviously, if I would have done that, would that would have changed the outlook of my season quite a bit. I would have ended up taking uh, another running back back around, um, maybe. Uh, I guess if I could do things differently with that, the the two twelve, I'd have I would have taken a quarterback. I would have taken best available quarterback. You know, if you go if you look at all the teams that were there at the end, they all had elite quarterbacks. There's Joe Burrow. There was Mahomes. There was Josh Allen. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Is he yeah he he was there. Yep. Jalen yep. Hurts. They all had that. None of them had you know fifteenth rank quarterbacks on their team. Yeah, I'll play off the Jonathan Taylor because I had him on my team as well, but I got him at the second overall pick. I was 100% Christian McCaffrey was going to be my pick, um, and I was surprised by the guy at one taking Christian McCaffrey, but then I I should have just stuck with my gut. You know, Jonathan Taylor, you kept hearing all offseason, he's the consensus number one. You got to take him, but in my gut and what I was saying to you guys on the Mega Bowl was... I'm going to take McCaffrey, and if not, then I'm going to take Justin Jefferson, just like what you said, Jake. And it would have changed the outlook of my team. Now, I did take so, a running back coming around, but, yeah, I should have just so listened to my I, gut. I don't, I don't follow this, like the pre-mocks and stuff as closely as, as you do. And when I was kind of talking to you about this, I, I guess I considered Jonathan Taylor, but I just didn't. At the time that we were talking about this, this is very early. I just didn't see him as a consensus one-one pick at the time. And then after you know reading up on stuff and talking to you guys, then I'm like, oh, he's the consensus one-one pick. I have to take him here. Right. You know, if I would have just went with my original gut and yeah. taken the best available wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, you know. To piggyback off that as well is, you know, was Jonathan Taylor the wrong pick? Looking back at it, yes. But you get such an advantage from those running backs that you want to have that one bell cow. And, you know, looking back at it, yeah, Justin Jefferson was the number one pick. But 
what happens if you take Eckler or Derrick Henry or McCaffrey there? Like the running backs still performed. They didn't perform the best right out of the gate, but they still were some of the best fantasy assets that you could have in the league. Eckler won people leagues probably. Um, sure, sure. But, but there's a lot the- of people in leagues that didn't have – it was a weird year where you could get by with late-round running backs this year. Yeah. If, yeah, if you took Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Damian took, Pierce, if well, you, you got, if you if you're able to get through having uh, Walker, Kenneth right. Walker, Bruce, and there's tons of tons of guys. Uh, I'm just Rashad, mad at myself. Rashad White was a flex in a bunch of people's teams in the Mega Bowl. Right. right. I'm just mad at myself. Had I had I been saying, oh, I'd take Eckler over Taylor, or I'd take. Derrick Henry over table Taylor, I would be saying the same thing. But the fact that I was just so adamant about taking Justin Jefferson at two, and then last minute I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna do what everybody says. I'm gonna go against my gut and take Jonathan Taylor, which I was happy about it when I picked it because right. if the consolation prize is you know taking Jonathan Taylor and not Christian McCaffrey, like I had said, or I'd hoped I was gonna get, you're you're happy with that going in. It's just right. he got hurt. So yeah, that was that was my biggest thing, and both Jake and I were just killed. I I sneak, snuck into the playoffs, but I wasn't a playoff team. I lost I lost five in a row. Yeah, the start yeah. of the season. I mean, I think that was a huge deal this year, right, Jonathan Taylor? But I think nothing was bigger than the quarterbacks, and every yeah. single year it yeah. seems like you're always going to find a quarter, you know, half the quarterbacks from ranking 10 through 20 are going to be a top 10 quarterback, you know, Kirk cousins or, um, you know, Jared Goff this year was able to win your games, Daniel Jones, you know, so everybody was kind of waiting and waiting for, you know, Trey Lance or Justin Fields who Justin Fields, the first half of the season was terrible. Um, but just some of them late round quarterbacks, everybody was waiting on and trying to build through those other positions. Well, that strategy just backfired this year. This is where it shows you how valuable Mahomes is. Josh Allen is, you know, Jalen Hurts is proving now in his third year that he can be a stud and, you know, a top five fantasy asset. Lamar Jackson, until he got hurt, was doing the same thing. So I think quarterback really got, you know, thrown through through a lot of people a wrench this year. Right. And I remember I when I... Oh, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, my my typical strategy in in fantasy is, you know, if you look at the years, the fifth ranked quarterback and the fifteenth ranked quarterback, the point difference isn't enough to justify taking that like those quarterbacks that early. This year, it's it's off. I wish I had it in front of me and actually prepared something, but the difference between the fifth and the fifteenth this year is is a lot. Right. Yeah. I remember when I because I took Patrick Mahomes at the three two. Josh Allen went at the three one. So I'm like, ah, oh, I was hoping for Josh Allen, but okay, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. And I remember the backlash I got from you guys thinking that was the dumbest pick you could have took. Look at your team had you taken so and so and taken Tom Brady in the eighth round. Yeah, right. I, I mean, this is one that I, I took a risk. I wasn't the happiest about it, but I'm like, I want a positional advantage right here. And it paid off. I could do this next year and we could have 10 quarterbacks all within, you know, a total of 30 points from each other. It just so happened that this year 
the point differential between the top three, top four quarterbacks versus the rest and the consistency of these quarterbacks versus the rest. Because Jared Goff, he's got he's got points up there. Justin Fields, he's got a lot of points up there. But the consistency of them from week right. to week, yeah, it just hasn't been there. I mean, how many bad Josh Allen, for example, his worst game is probably when he's had two total touchdowns, you know, almost 300 yards and a couple picks. Yep. Yeah. If that's your worst game, you have quarterbacks like I, I'm only saying Justin Fields because he's one that is in the top five. But you look at the beginning of the season where he had games where he was doing absolutely nothing. He'd have three turnover turnovers and like yep. a total of 100 yards, period. Like, so I think that's the difference. I think the consistency of the quarterback has definitely helped out teams. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just not going to get by with, you know, those runs of those first four games, you're going to lose those four games and, you know, you're going to be playing from behind and maybe squeaking in the playoffs if you really make a run. Yeah. Right. That's yep. a, you know, I, I, I was with you, Jake. I lost either my first four or my first five. I, I think I might've won my fifth game and then, but then I lost a couple more, but you know, I was chasing quarterback every week. You know, I thought, I thought Kirk Cousins could be a good one. And then I can't even think who, who I, who else I drafted, but they just, they just never pan out for you. And, you know, if you lose a game by six, seven points, that's that quarterback for you. And do you remember like the, when you're matched up against either Mahomes or Josh Allen and you're just like, you know, he, they, he'd always play, you know, they have, they have primetime games and you might be up or be hoping on a guy and they're like, oh, he's got Josh Allen. I'm fucked. You're dead. Yep. Because the what first if- person you look at is the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it, it I mean, comes down and. If I feel like I can at least compete in that with Mahomes, it doesn't matter who. Yeah, there's times where I see Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. It's like, okay, that sucks yeah. because this person's basically going to cancel out my strongest point, yep. my strongest position. But most weeks I'm looking at like, okay, Jalen Hurts versus – or Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Let's go. I feel good yep. about this week. I feel, I feel confident that he's just going to outscore that – He'll put up, you know, 15, 20 points more than that other individual. And that's huge. Yep. That's the, yeah, that, like you said, that's the first thing you look at. And there's, as soon as I look at my matchup every week, if I see Josh Allen or Mahomes, I'm like, God, I just hope I score a lot of points. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to lose. Like, I, I just basically think I'm going to lose. And I just want to score a lot of points for a tiebreaker or something, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've just, we've, over the, over these last several years, we've just, if we we keep undervaluing it, and now I think this year alone just showed us, wow, a quarterback means a lot more than what we all thought. Right. But yeah, Jake, do you have another one that you want to talk about? Just a a pick or a... I have something. So, right. and it's something I think that we kind of talked about in one of our earlier podcasts. But so the way our waivers work in the Mega Bowl isn't the way that it works in. And a lot of the leagues that I do anyway. So you kind of want to hold on to that waiver spot, you know, is the general, you know, thinking in case somebody drops, if like, like Keenan Allen got hurt early this year and he got dropped. Well, if you can hold that waiver position and be the first waiver priority when that, when Keenan Allen becomes dropped and available, huge advantage, right? Well, I think that was a mistake. A lot of people made was people were waiting too long and letting some guys that you could have been putting in your flex helping you win weeks. I think we we, we kind of overvalue that. And I got burned on it last year because A.J. Brown got dropped late in the year. 
and he beat me and knocked me out of a out of a playoff or whatever because somebody else was able to get him. So that was my mindset going in was I'm going to wait. I'm not going to pick up anybody for the first several weeks, get my waiver priority up so that when somebody good gets dropped, I'm going to get that guy. Well, guess what? That never happened. So I wasted all of those good guys just went to the wayside and I never got a shot on. So, I mean, hindsight 2020. Yeah. But had somebody dropped AJ Brown again and you would have wasted that pick or if you would have kept your waiver priority, you would have been, you know, pumping your chest on that. But at that now, point, you... one in six. So what does it matter? At that right. Point? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's. Oh, a good it seems point. like uh, push to win your one thing's been consistent the last two years is almost every league somebody that shouldn't get dropped gets dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think I got Garrett Wilson this year. Yep. Me too. Yep. There. Uh, God. Let's say it, I'm trying to think of players that were dropped. Garrett Wilson, which. I can understand that at first. It took how many? How, how, what's your bench look like? Oh, yes, exactly. Put them on your bench. DeAndre Hopkins getting dropped, yeah. or J.K. Dobbins, which I kind of. But still, like, hey, if you're a playoff team, it, or if you have at, worse people on your bench to be dropping right. than those guys, right. there is just some that I just. Yep. I couldn't figure it out, but it happens every year, and that's. That is why you keep on to that waiver priority. I'm not saying you're wrong, Eric, by any means, because you probably passed up on a ton of players that ended up being stars. That helped, you know. How many times was Rashad White probably out there for you? How many times was even like Jeff Wilson or, you know, guys like that? Yeah, just guys that are out there that you probably could have picked up and Zay Jones. You know, these guys that are sitting out there, Evan Ingram. Yeah, um, Andre Carter, when he had a few good weeks in uh, for L.A. there. Right. I you mean, just didn't take just, the chance on him. I guess that's just my point is, yes, it'd be nice to hit the Powerball, but are you, aren't you okay with hitting, you know, a, the million-dollar jackpot instead of just, just the $100 million one? You right. know, I guess that's that's more my point, is everybody gets a little greedy. Right. But we didn't you make the mo- most moves? This year, Derek? Did I? Yeah. No. Wasn't even close. I think I was in the in Patrick top had that seven. stat for a little while yeah. there. But I, I wasn't. You got to remember, my brother's in this league, and he, he, I think he was second. The one guy who was first was way up there, like way yeah. ahead of everybody. They but yes, like I was. Chad, Chad, or, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But one thing I wish I wouldn't have done. And I don't usually do this, but because it's the mega bowl and there's just so many teams and you have so many spots that you have to differentiate, differentiate yourself. I looked, I tried to draft players based on potential and not proven commodities or proven offenses quite yet. For example, I took Javante Williams in the second round, you know, pretty early. I'm thinking, okay, he's got a new quarterback. You know, this is, he's got a offensive minded coach. He he got hurt, but he wasn't, he had one good game. But then for example, Cortland Sutton, another guy, you know, oh, he's with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson likes to throw down the field. They didn't even play to snap together yet. Like it's just an unproven offense. And I I feel like I just. Remember the debate between Judy and Sutton? Yeah. The answer was neither. Right. (laughs) It was exactly. It was. It yep. wasn't, and at the end of the season, it's been more Judy. 
it doesn't matter what team you're on, Team Judy or Team Sutton, it just, the answer was neither. And a lot of people thought one of them was going to be a top 10. And yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting next year because there's going to be a lot of quarterback changes. Um, You know, is Tom Brady going to retire? Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? You know, what's, what's going to happen? Because like that Broncos offense that we were talking about, that let down everybody this year. If you, whether you drafted Javante Williams or Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy or Alberto as a tight end, he was a late round tight end sleeper that people were high on. You know, you just it just shows you that nobody's safe. Right. Tight end is another topic. You know, we were big, Eric, especially you, you know, being a positional advantage, getting one of the top tight ends other than Kelsey. Who? Mark Ingram's had his, or Mark Ingram, Ingram Mark, Mark Andrews Andrew. had his games, but for the most part, he's been yep. a bust, and he's bus. been he's really fine. Fine. Right, it just wasn't that much difference in, in right second you know, for a second or third round two pick. Verse ten. Right, it's just one of those years that you know usually if you have a top three, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, he he was a guy that's been up there. I think he's second, I think, in fantasy wide receiver or tight end. Fantasy points. Yeah, he probably is now ever since he got the move. Yeah. So the guys that kind of have waited and grabbed the skilled player versus the tight end, I think that was some other than Kelsey was kind of a benefit. Yeah. Especially if you drafted Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That's just the kind of thing every year, though. You you look for everybody every year looks for, you know, the Josh Jacobs this year or the TJ Hawkinson they, or, you know, Late season George Kittle. Yep. You know, yeah. you, I was waiting for the George Kittle plug. About time it took you I mean, 30 minutes. I don't want to be too greedy. <laughs> Jake, you have anything? Anything else about? I'm trying to remember, um, you know, kind of the middle. Uh, if I remember correctly, you know, the way you know, I had a plan for if certain guys fell to me, in you know late in that uh second round and then like that third and fourth pick and you know people that i was really hoping on in other leagues like saquon went really early um Najee harris went early but i'm glad that didn't fall to me you know i i took some chances i think i had i think i had um pitman yeah pitman did not work out um you know some some receivers that i really uh, thought high of kind of weren't weren't as good as I was hoping they would be. Uh, Pittman, um, Higgins was he he came around, but Overall, he just wasn't consistent. We expected, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I don't know. It's just a weird year, and you know the stuff that we're saying now, you know about these players. The NFL is going to change for year to year. And what we're saying now, like, especially, you know, take quarterback early. Then we do that and it's going to be, oh, you should have taken a quarterback late because, or tight end. You know, I said, wait on tight end. Well, next year we might have three or four tight ends that are, have scored 80 more points than the next five tight ends. It just changes year to year. It's just, I don't know. I, I, there's, I wish I was an expert and could uh, give you better advice. Yeah. Hey, I made the playoffs. 
if you need me to get my wife in here some more for rankings she yes yes maybe we just need to have hillary do a ranking show and let's listen to hillary that might be a good one you don't know how embarrassing that is every year when your wife beats you in something you put so much time into i love it yeah i love it too for you love it for you (laughs) thanks but also next year I've I've done this every year so far. The three seasons, the settings have been different. You know, the first year we did half point. Last year we did PPR and got rid of the kicker. This year we did PPR, added more flex spots. Next, Next year, year I'm going to put it up. Defense. Well, we could. Uh, we could get rid of defense. Next year we could go super oh. flex settings. Next year we could do best ball settings. We could do tight end premium where tight ends get 1.5 or 1.25 points just to booster up that position to make it a little bit more competitive. I'm going to put it to a vote, but whatever we're going to do is going to be different rather than the two flex PPR. We're going to, or three flex. What was it? God, why am I black? Three flex. I don't even know. You did three flex. Yeah. Three three flex. flex. Yeah. So rather than the, Two wide receiver, two running back, three flex, one tight end, one quarterback, one defense. You know, it's just going to be different. It's not going to be the reason I do it too is to expose people, including myself, to different types of leagues out there. Like I've never played super flex and I've never done best ball. You guys have done super flex, but you've probably never done best ball. But then you have other people that have done best ball and swear by best ball. You have people that swear by super flex. You have people that swear by tight end premium. Just to change it up. Like it makes you think year to year. It makes you change your strategy. And yeah, I just, I, I like the, I like it being a little different from year to year. So I agree. that will be put to a vote um, early summer before I start sending out the invites to everybody. I'll, I'll put it on Twitter and email everybody that was in the league. And then we will run it from there. Eric, did you want to bring up something or no? Did you want to or wait? We can. Um, So nothing's set in in stone yet. Um, Derek and I, and I brought it up to Jake this past week too, have kind of just thrown around an idea. Um, So obviously we're going to be starting this Dynasty podcast. And I love Dynasty. Just started it two years ago. We're just in one league. and I know Derek's in several leagues, and he swears by Dynasty too. Anybody that's tried Dynasty, I feel like they love it. But we're thinking about doing a 24-team Dynasty league. So, every, so all 24 teams are draft in the same draft. I don't have all the details worked out yet, but if you are interested in joining a Dynasty league, we're going to be looking for probably people from the Mega Bowl. Um, it's going to have to, we're going to be very selective on who we pick because we want people who are going to pay attention and really pay, yeah, just really pay attention to this dynasty league. But like I said, all we really know is it's going to be a 2014 PPR. It's going to be on sleeper. And uh, if you are interested, you can reach out to Derek for more details on it. Yeah. And some of the plans that you've kind of proposed, you said that, 24 teams they all pick from the same group meaning we're not splitting it off 12 and 12 like we do in the mega bowl it's 24 teams drafting together and you have the same pool of players so you could have 
there's only one Chris McCaffrey. There's only, you know, one Austin Eckler that's going to go there. So you can imagine what your teams are going to look like, especially if you have the 24th pick, you're getting the 24th best player. Yep. Like it's just, or if you have the first pick, yeah, you might have the best player, but you better damn well hope this player is going to be a stud for a long time because you're not going to have a good player coming around yep. for a long time. And that's the same. I mean, it's a little different. I'm sure nobody plays in a league like this. I'd be curious if you did. If you do play in a league like this, please reach out to us so yes, you kind of help us. But yes. we want to create a dynasty league that is much different than what you're used to. Um, have different wrinkles, like you said, PPR, possibly doing tight end premium. The lottery. Yeah, doing a lottery. So he he mentioned, you know, everybody's playing in the same division, 24 teams. But then the top 12 teams, how they finish playing one division the next year and the bottom 12 teams play in a different division. And then each year, like if however well you do. So if you do well in the bottom division, you can move up to the top division and the bad teams from the top division move down to the bottom division and it just changes. But if you're on the bottom division and you finish in the bottom 12, we'll do a lottery rather than based off how you finish. So kind of like the NBA, the little ping pong balls so if you have if you finish worse you get more ping pong balls in the pool rather than whoever finishes 12th so your odds are better um, but that will prevent tanking or you're just not guaranteed to have that first overall pick jake i know you kind of how's that gonna prevent tanking well it's i mean it's not it's not, gonna, it's not but if you i'm not saying it's going to prevent tanking like, I, i'm just saying tank all you want to okay give so 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 you have your own pick and maybe you won't, you're not guaranteed the one, one pick, but I mean, I'm still going to trade all my players to get more first round picks, right, especially yeah. in 20 in 24 uh, teams. Right. Like I'm going to try and get as many first round picks as I possibly can. Right. So it's not going to prevent tanking, but it's just also going to not guarantee that person. The odds are you're going to have one of the top two or three picks and you're going to walk away happy in a 24 team dynasty. League, you're going to walk away happy, but it does add a little bit more excitement. Even if you get that, what I guess in dynasty, you know, we're all in different kinds of leagues and sizes and stuff. And we value first round picks differently, but the value of a top 10 dynasty pick in rookie draft would be, insanely rich and if you don't hit on that pick you're in trouble for years to come so yes jake i agree you'd probably trade a lot of players for one of those you know a top three or four pick but if you draft i don't even know sky Moore and your third pick this year because you are really high on him going to kansas city your team's not looking very good right now with him you just just it's gonna change the way you trade versus other leagues Mm -hmm. 24 teams and you're you have your your starting roster and your bench is probably going to be a little rough in some areas yeah you could trade away teams are going to ask a lot more mm-hmm. for a player because that's if you let's say i have cd lamb and jake wants him and he's going to offer me two first i would I mean, I probably wouldn't trade it anyways for two first, but we'll say three first. I feel like that's a reasonable trade right CD there. CD Lamb's kind of a bad guy to... to but I'm saying like... Because he's your boy. Right. But I'm saying where when you might have one good wide receiver 
on your team and you trade them away for draft picks that you just don't know where these draft picks are going to end up, that makes my team way worse mm-hmm. in the long run. So where you might have a pick of between one and 24. It'd be different if I knew I was getting one through five or one through even one through 10, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay. I can, I can figure something out, but if I right. walk yeah. out with pick 18, Oh, Oh, wow. <laughs> I can feel myself getting hard already. That was like, damn near Jahan Dotson yeah. in our league last year, which would have been all right. So I don't know. There's I more. To come. Yeah. There's more to compensation. Yeah. We got time, but it's something that we've kind of tossed around. Um, I'm going to definitely look at different, what other leagues do as well, different wrinkles, something to add a little bit to it. I know the starting spots were like one running back, one wide receiver, three flex, one quarterback, one tight end. No, it's one quarterback, one running back, two wide receiver, a tight end, and two flex, but... I'm thinking about making a third flex, but we'll see. I mean, like, yeah, we're just talking about it right now. We're just Yeah. So with that said, if you are interested in doing this, um, or if you have ideas that you think would be fun that you haven't done and that you've always wanted to do, and that might entice you to play, text us, email us, call us, whatever. I don't care. Reach out to us. Um, we're all ears at this point. Just something fun. And who knows? Maybe we don't even do this. Maybe we wait a year. It's just... It's all early in the stages. We just kind of wanted to toss it out, see if there's any excitement around it. Because I've, I've mentioned it to a few people. You guys have mentioned it to a few people. We just want serious people. I just mentioned it to three people last night, and all three of them said that they'd be interested. So I'm, people are interested. It's just about getting the ball rolling. I mean, that's a lot of people to coordinate with. So for a right. Dynasty League, because Dynasty League, I mean, if you've never been in one, there's a lot of communication in there, I feel like. That's why Compared to a normal redraft league. Redraft league, you get together, you know, Mega Bowl is more work, obviously, but like a regular redraft league, you set a date around Labor Day, you all get together and get drunk and draft and then set and forget it for the year almost. Whereas Dynasty, it's it's an all-year project. Yeah. That's why you're going to run it, right, Eric? I would. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, I think this is the end. This is the final moments of this year's podcast. What do you guys have to say? Anything? Anything to tear it up a little bit? Tear it. going to miss you guys. Yeah. Not going to talk to you guys for maybe the next eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) Miss you guys. When I get done with these podcasts and I go to bed, you guys always start messaging. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my god, there's a whole conversation after we got done there. Well, I'm you guys talking the next up? hour. You know, uploading this video, oh, putting it into uh, a better. So I'm up, Eric. I don't know why you're up. You're the one that works early. You should be going to bed right after this. Because you guys got my mind rambling now. Gotta, but then gotta, Eric would be the first home. person to message at like 5:30 in the morning. I know. Dude, I'm not even up. Stop messaging. But no, I, I already thanked you guys earlier. Um, I think I mentioned it to you this summer. And then you guys had come over. And I don't know what we were doing. If we were, you guys were at my house and we were doing something with the bat. Oh, we were putting the basketball hoop up in yeah. my new basketball court. And uh, 
you just kind of said one day we were eating pizza, Domino's pizza, and you just said, let's do this. Like, let's just try it. And I've been talking about it for like two years and I'm like, okay, let's do this. You guys kind of just pushed me. Yeah. We both know how much you wanted to do this and you've been wanting to do it. You had a, you had a microphone you don't even use for it. Like you you had equipment and all this stuff. And it's like, let's just do it. Try it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. And now it's just, it's fun. Something I look forward to. I'm definitely ready to take a break. I'm, I'm just ready for a fantasy break. I am every year at this point. Um, you know, I walked away one championship, which I'll take. Um, so I'm happy with that. But um, in like a month, I'm going to be full go. Like I'm going to be like, okay, it's, let's get ready for this rookie draft. I mean, that's where my mind goes right away. Start when do you tra- guys have your rookie draft? You do it two weeks after the NFL draft. So it's like the first week in May. First weekend. I start, I usually started on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And then we quit every night at like 10 o'clock. Like no picks are expected to be made after that. Like, but after that you have, I don't know. I, I usually give people four or five hours, but people work during the day. So like yep. it is what it is. And we try to have it done by that weekend. We've had it done in one night. We've had it done in four days. So yeah, a lot of trades go on. It's fun. Like if, yep. I keep saying this. If you guys have never played in a dynasty league, the best part, the most exciting is that rookie draft. When you get to use your, your rookie picks, it is a lot of fun. It is a hundred times better than doing, I, I enjoy redrafting, you know, just drafting, doing mock drafts. Doesn't even come close to a rookie draft and you might only have one pick in it, but it's that one pick is important. There's yep. a lot more importance on that rookie pick, especially if it's first round versus a redraft that you can start over next year. You're, you're married to this player. You have a lot on the line for it. So, well, I don't have anything else guys. So thank you guys, everybody that's listened throughout the year. Um, thank you guys, everybody that's provided feedback. It's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to this break, but also definitely going to enjoy coming back on March 5th and bringing you some dynasty content we'll be right during march madness we'll be able to bring right a during march that madness too. oh and i do want to say um we are going to reschedule um the mega bowl celebration party i will send an email out um, we just didn't have a whole lot of people on the list for sunday and then just some family emergency stuff going on this weekend so we're going to reschedule it i would like to be there um and and meet people so more to come on that but that's it that's it for episode 2020 or episode 22. Thank you guys. And as a wise man once said, where do your mother? See ya. See you guys.